Glory be to God. Always a blessing to share God's word with you. I'm so excited in my spirit. And I pray that the peace of God will continue to abound in your life. I hope that you are enjoying God's faithfulness. Even with the chaos outside, the Lord has been faithful, protecting, keeping, providing. And to Him alone be glorified forever. I pray that this section will greatly impact your life and um, you will be opened up to receive increase even in quality. This is the series I'll be taking through. This is Acts Pastor Ruda on this series, Increase in Quality. So as we study God's Word together, I pray that you also share with someone else that it will also impact their life for good in Jesus' name. I'll be reading today Matthew chapter 28 from verse 18 to 20. And this segment is going to be measuring on mentorship or discipleship. And so when Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you forever, even to the end of the age. So this is Jesus giving instruction to his disciples up until now, Jesus has been with them. They were with him for constantly for about three and a half years. And he was teaching them, impacting them, a lot of things he taught them. And he said, now I'm going, but I'm going so you have an opportunity to increase. Remember, he told them that you do greater works. Say, now here comes the opportunity for you to be increased. And your increase is going to uh, lay or to lie in the aspect of your being able to disciple others. So I have impacted you, I've discipled you, you are called disciples, so I want you to go make disciples. So I want you to replicate yourself, to multiply yourself in others. So now Jesus didn't just ask them to go out and make people save, as it were, to travel, evangelism, people are born again. But he said, make disciples. There's a difference between getting people born again and discipling them or teaching them. You can only disciple people that you have close contact with, that you are able to teach again and again. You are molding them. They are learning from you. They are seeing you do things and continuing to do that that you have taught them to do. So Jesus had opportunity closely with the 12 disciples and he taught them. So he's telling them, give people that opportunity again to be close to you in order for you to affect them well. So we're going to see line uh, uh, side by side some of the advantages that we have now, even over the disciples then. Of course, in this uh, particular period we are in, you might be answering, we are on lockdown. How do you expect me to go ye? But God is saying, I've seen ahead. The word of God is perfect. The word of God cuts across every season and the word of God can never be chained or stopped. The word of God is forever settled in heaven. So I believe the spirit of God. I've also seen this, our situation that was going to come. That when we are not able to travel physically, we are going to have other means of travel. So look at it this way. You have your phone and you have contacts on your phone. These friends are with you for as long as you keep being friends with them. So just like the 12 with, with Jesus, you have this number of people in your contact. So because discipleship is not just a one-time speaking to or teaching, but constantly teaching. 
So you have opportunity to send text message to a friend over and over again. You can send it today. You can send it in two days. You can send it in two weeks. But anytime you have an opportunity as God gives you a word, you are able to send it to them. So now this opportunity has been brought to us. On Facebook, some people have thousands of friends. So imagine those thousands of people to be disciples. You can impact them on daily basis, on weekly basis, for as long as you have an opportunity to. In Instagram, some people have thousands. On uh, Twitter, on Zoom, you can contact and connect with people. So what a great opportunity the Lord is giving us for discipleship. So now you are able to impart to them. Distance is not a barrier. So Jesus said, go ye. And we are going ye. Nothing is stopping us in the mighty name of Jesus. And it is cheaper now. When people travel from place to place, and I'm not against people traveling from place to place, of course, it definitely will be more expensive than what we have now. So God is breaking it down for us to make it easier. You can do this at any time. You can choose to send texts in the morning, in the afternoon, or at night at your convenience just as i'm sending this to you i don't know what time you're going to be listening to it you might be listening to it before you go to bed at night or when you wake up home in your break time at work but the word of god is coming to you so you see there are many ways god is opening up for us to mentor and as we continue to pour on to others this is how our increase is going to be the word of god will keep flowing through us and as this word is flowing through us nourishing us and we are giving out to other people we will receive more and more and our souls continue to prosper and in then the work of our hands will prosper so i pray that this opportunity will never pass us we are going to be going through this series and breaking down some of those barriers that make people not to be able to be bold to uh, to disciple or to teach others some say i don't know enough of the scriptures i can't teach but bet you the spirit of God, the spirit of truth will teach you anything you want to know as you open the scriptures, as you receive new understanding. It's an opportunity for you not to keep it to yourself. Learn it, uh, absorb yours, and also learn to give to someone else because then you are creating room for more to be given to you. We don't allow circumstances to stop us. And in the next series, I'll be talking about some of those hindrances and breaking them down. This time arise. You don't need a title, for instance. You don't need to be ordained, as it were. Oh, I'm an evangelist or a pastor. Anywhere you are. My husband called this um, this period uh, the equalizer. So it's like everybody have opportunity now. You can't say nobody's giving me pupit to preach. You have a pupit now. Almost everybody have phone. Almost everybody is on the one platform or the other. So these are opportunities to impact. And so let us take this advantage and not be like the laborer who was just hanging around in the in the parable in Matthew chapter 20, chapter 20, just hanging around. It said, oh, the landowner came and why are you not walking? He said, no one hired me. And that was about 11 hour. He was hired. So okay, go and join them and walk. At the end of the day, every one of them received the same wages. So it's an opportunity. Maybe you were complaining you were not getting opportunity to travel. Maybe because like me, uh, you have young kids. Now God is saying, go in the field. 
You can be higher than the ninth hour, sixth hour, ninth hour, or eleventh hour. So long as you have this opportunity and God has opened this way for us, let's make it work. Let us disciple others. It's a command of God, and the Lord is about to break forth in blessing us like never before. The church of Jesus is working stronger because his Lord is making ways, even in many ways. And the Lord bless you as you follow through this series. And please don't fail to subscribe to my YouTube it is Ask Pastor Roda, A-S-K-P-S-T-R-H-O-D-A on YouTube. And then follow me too on uh, Facebook. And we'll continue to exploit together receiving more from the Lord. God bless you richly. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. And again, we're continuing on this series that I titled um, Increase in Quality. And this is Ask Pastor Roda, and we're going to add a few more points to what we were teaching on how to mentor or to disciple. So two things that hinder some people from mentoring is what we're going to be addressing today. One of them is a weak conscience, and the other is pain or failure. So do you have a weak conscience, and you are not bold enough because you think you're not perfect yet? Or are you going through a situation of pain as it were and you feel like somebody's going to ask you, why don't you take care of your pain first? Like physician, heal yourself first. So with that, you're holding back because you want your life to be perfect before you can impact. So those are, these are two areas that I'll be addressing today. And I'll be reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 from verse 1. So it said, therefore, since we have this ministry as we have received mercy we do not lose heart but we have renounced the hidden things of shame not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of god deceitfully but by manifestation of the truth commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of god so right here apostle paul is giving like a a resume for you to be able to impact this ministry which is a ministry of discipleship that jesus gave to us and he said you have received mercy that means you have received jesus in your heart then you qualify you have taken away anything in your heart as concerning shame uh, shame as a result of sin so you are bold and you know that christ has forgiven you your sins and now you live in the newness of that gift of salvation so your conscience is strong in the lord not necessarily in your works but in your in the lord god that has redeemed you and you are not handling the word of god in deceit so you are not going to minister to someone disciple someone with the motive of gaining something from them i mean you god can use them to bless you but that should not be the only motive that you have to reach out so craftily some people use that to get into others to receive something that is not the criteria so so long as you're not going to use the word of god deceitfully you are not going to deceive others with it you are not going to manipulate the truth but you are going to commend open your heart to god's uh, standard so your conscience will be purified and straight so your motive is right then you qualify and then the second part will be are you going through any problem and you feel like oh this problem people are going to laugh at me and people are going to say why are you preaching this 
uh, when your life is not in complete order. So from verse 5, we'll read again. It says, We do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bond servants for Jesus' sake. For it is the good, it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God, not of ourselves. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. What a powerful word of encouragement to us here. He said, you are qualified to preach this gospel, not because your life is perfect, but because you have received this glorious light of Jesus shining in your heart. Therefore, you do not preach yourself, but you are preaching the glory that is shining in your heart. As it were, you are becoming a channel to release that glory. So not your own works, but the glory of Jesus. You are opening yourself as a vessel and a channel to be used. So when you are preaching, you don't focus on your pain. You don't say, I'm having this pain, therefore I can't minister. That means you're hindering Jesus. Jesus don't have pain. Jesus is perfect. So your, your duty is just to allow this Jesus to flow in you. And, and another person will be blessed of what you're going to minister. These 18 vessels, they are us. So these vessels are not perfected. They are not yet perfected as it were. So these are the vessels God is using and you are not going to allow that your body is not perfected to affect your being able to pass out the glory of God. So we are pressed on every side. That means we go through trials too. Temptations come too, but we will not allow it to stop us. So I tell you a little story about myself. You know, when we're going through the challenges of having our children, there was a, this time in my life, whenever my husband is not home, I would just, you know, stay on the couch in the name of prayer. I would cry and cry and cry. And in that process of crying, sometimes my phone will be beside me. My phone will always ring. So this continued for a while. And sometimes, I'm, you know, as a pastor, as the phone is ringing, I have to get up, wipe my eyes and then put my voice together because someone maybe a friend is calling for help or a member is calling for prayer and then i have to compose myself to pray for them i have to impact them and then one thing that happened is that each time i finish praying for them i do not go back laying down in pain or in sorrow there is this strength that comes out of it there's this strength that comes on me that i'm strengthened and it keeps happening again and again. So one day I was in prayer asking the Lord, why do you allow my phone to ring? So it's like I'm giving you an opportunity to receive strength. So as you give out of that state of your weakness, you are, you are able to stand up and give, then strength comes to you. As that person you're praying for receives strength, that strength also comes to you, even double, you know. So your situation don't stop you from ministering. And even that period I was praying for that women, they were receiving the fruit of the womb. But was it happening to me yet? No. And that is because God is not dependent on my earthen vessel. It is his power that is flowing through me. So uh, that experience taught me a lot. And it taught me as a leader, 
you are empowered, you are always uh, supplied with strength. It's only when you give up and sit down and feel like, oh, no, I can't do this. That's when it's over. But so long as you keep getting up, the Bible says you are crushed, but you are not. I mean, you are, you are, you are, you fall down. You are not crushed. You are, you are not perplexed. You are hard pressed, but you keep standing up. You are not forsaken and you cannot be destroyed. So your failure is not an excuse. Nobody should look at your pain and refuse the gospel that you're preaching because we are preaching Christ. And the Lord God bless you and continue to increase you. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory be to God. God bless you, my listener. And always a great pleasure to bring God's word to you. This is Acts Pastor Podcast. I'm so excited about this new series that we're starting, Living the Supernatural Life. I know that as a believer, this is a life that God has promised us to live. And is it possible to live a supernatural life on a daily basis? Yes. And have you been living this supernatural life but may not realize it? It's possible. You know, so I hear many people pray sometimes that, oh, I wish I I was in Jesus' time to experience this natural, I mean, the miracles that he did naturally as it was, you know, but we don't wish to live then. The word of God that was alive then is still alive now and will continue to be alive forever. Hebrews 13, uh, 8 says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he lives forever. The efficacy of his word is forever. So whether you lived in time past or now, the supernatural life is still possible. So you may have been having it, but do not just call it a supernatural life. So I pray that as we go through this series, you will be able to acknowledge it. Every good thing, acknowledging every good thing in Christ Jesus. Because the more you acknowledge that this is a supernatural, the more you will have the experiences. So today we are going to look on Peter walking on water. Yes, Peter walked on water literally. Are you walking on water today? Or have you walked on water but just didn't realize that that was you walking on water? What does it mean to walk on water? And what did Peter do that made him walk on water? That is actually what we're looking at today. So Matthew chapter 14 from verse 25. He said, Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, He's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And so he said, Come. And when Peter had come out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus uh, stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? So this is a very interesting account of uh, living a supernatural life. Peter experienced it. Now, it wasn't just Peter that was in the boat. The other disciples were there. But this, the other disciples were afraid. They were too afraid and so missed out on this supernatural experience. But what made Peter experience this supernatural was because of obedience. Now, uh, they all saw Jesus and they were all troubled, but Peter dared to ask in faith. You know, this is the act of prayer that we all pray. 
Jesus was physically with Peter then, but now Jesus is living in us. So when we pray, we pray to God in the name of Jesus. So it's still the same experiencing of uh, of experience of asking in faith, because Peter dared to ask and said, Lord, if it is you, bid me to come. I want to be sure it is you. And of course, Jesus will never leave us in doubt. When we pray, we, we hear and we receive answers. The Bible says when we pray, we believe, we receive, and then we will have them. So Jesus Christ gave him a word, he said, come. And that is a word of command. That is an instruction. And as Peter stepped out to obey, so it was the act of obedience that made him live a supernatural life. So are you obeying God today? And that is the point where you now find yourself like Peter. If you obeyed God, God spoke to you, you stepped out of your comfort zone, that is a supernatural life right there. You know, but as Peter went on, the Bible says the turbulence in the sea, he got distracted and instead of looking on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of his faith, he began to look on the circumstance around. And that was what made him begin to sink. And thank God for Jesus because when God gives you a word, he won't leave you halfway. The Bible says his hands are not too short that he cannot reach out or he cannot save. So even as he spoke to Peter with a word, he gave you an instruction, do this business or do that um, thing that I'm asking you to do. And you step out in faith. You are walking on water. If anything comes your way, Jesus is still there because Peter cried out, Lord, save me. And he stretched his hand. I don't know how far apart uh, Jesus was from Peter, but God's hands is never too short. Wherever you are, his hand is right there to pick you up. And so Jesus picked him up and he said, why did you doubt? So it is doubt that stops us from living a supernatural life. But for so long as you trust God and you are obeying his word, you are living a supernatural life. So you see yourself that, oh, he gave me a word and I didn't understand it all completely, but I stepped out. This is you living a supernatural life. And how can you live more of this life to keep obeying God? So the more of his voice you obey, the more supernatural experiences that you have. Will everything go smoothly all around? No, but you're being able to focus on Jesus and keep moving because he gave you a word that will keep you on the supernatural flow. So the thing that helps us, the Bible says in Philemon 1, 6, it said that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So the more you give thanks for those good things that are in you, you acknowledge that Jesus, you are the one who is doing this great thing in my life, the more you acknowledge it, the more your faith will become effective. The more you will have these experiences daily. So I pray you have a daily experience of the supernatural. Your consciousness of living it help you stay in it and continue to enjoy the supernatural. So we'll be going through this, um, getting our scriptures and seeing that the supernatural of yesterday, the supernatural of Jesus' time, is still the same, is still possible in our time. And I pray that your experiences will continue to expand living and experiencing the abundance of life that Jesus promised to give. So God bless richly and I will come away again in a new topic. The Lord bless and keep you in Jesus' name. Amen.